0: Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, we have another amazing and short episode, but don't worry. Sweet can be short and funny with the right chemistry, which both of these ladies have. Returning to the show, Canice Mobley recently... She made her late night debut on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She appears regularly on SiriusXM, and this year, Kanice worked on the BET Awards and By Us for Us, a sketch comedy series presented by Color of Change. Who we just had on our show. If you've been listening, you know we had a representative, Amity Pay, from Color of Change. She hosts Complexify on Vice News, Love About Town, an interview and relationship podcast, and Make Yourself Cry. Available Available on planet scum, and pay attention to Canise. She just returned from Netflix as a joke. So, like I said, my young stars—they're growing up. Even though she says she's grown, watch and you will see. <laughs> I don't know. I sound like a like a uh, plant person. Crazy vegan. Anyway, here we go. Vanessa Fraction, also returning. Vanessa is a co-host with the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast, hosted by rapper-producer T-Pain. And she is an analyst for the Comedy Hype News Show. Additionally, Vanessa, also known as Action Fraction, is a certified self-defense instructor and teaches a class, Kicks and comedy that empowers women with life saving self defense skills and lifts spirits by infusing comedy. I want to thank all of our listeners and friends like us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcast now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and make sure you turn on the auto download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast, and Twitter is friendslikeus10. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip, donation. Just go to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you. We keep going Merch is available We have t-shirts Hoodies Coffee mugs Face masks And tank tops They're all available Just go to my website marinefranklin.com. And weekly on my YouTube channel I go live with my Assistant Evelyn Frick And my wacky friend Dave Juskow We have updates to the show We shout out fans To leave reviews And we have surprise Guest friends from the Podcast stop by This week we had Ankara on the show And sometimes We offer free stuff Like tickets to comedy shows And with friends like us It'll help you feel Not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe. Wash those dirty little hands. Wear a mask still if you want to because a variant is still out there. Get vaccinated. Boost your up. And Black Lives Matter. Amity Pay. Amity Pay. I am very excited because... The three of us have been on together so many times, and it's just good chemistry. And I love both of you, and you both are very talented and funny. You make my day. So there it is. <laughs> now, we have a lot of issues to get to today, and fast. This is like one of my f- another one of my fast episodes that the listeners are not used to. I'll start with... Um, I'll start with you, Kanise. Were you just at Netflix is a
1: joke? Did I see that? Yes, I did the Netflix is a joke festival. They're trying to do their version of like JFL's uh, new faces. So they did Netflix introducing and I was one of the people they selected for that. So they recorded our sets. They put them on the Netflix is a joke YouTube. Um, I've had sets of mine online before, but I was not prepared for man. People still hate black women. What? Really? <laughs> all the comments underneath oh yeah they say don't read them and i understand why uh but man it was just like just insulting every part of my personality and some things that i hadn't even thought to be insecure about it was like why <laughs> why are you guys doing this why did you oh. read it? because i'm a masochist i guess i can't help it, it if there's be people, people who are saying something about me i want to know what it is so
0: now this is interesting did they block any of it or they kept it on there
1: I think it's all still
0: there. Yeah. You know, this is my problem with that. We have a mass shooting that just happened in Buffalo with 10 people. He was online. He posted a whole manifesto. This is what we're talking about, right? So why aren't they monitoring these pages? But you know what? The moment I put up something about uh, Black Lives Matter and about the vaccine, for some reason, they get themselves together and they block it. Yeah. Am I is, am I crazy, Vanessa,
2: or is, am I... No, you are not crazy, yeah. You're not crazy. And first of all, congratulations, Denise. Thank you. Congratulations on all the wonderful things that you're doing and all the eyes that are on you, my darling. Um, it is not by chance. It's a wonderful thing. And you've worked hard for it. And that is so And your talent and creativity has brought to, to you to where you are. And don't allow anyone to dim that for you. Um, it's very unfortunate that people do shit like that. Um, I have to fill you on that. Like It's like, um, I'm on a few shows right now, uh, Comedy Hype News. Um, I'm an analyst for that, so I'm talking about news that's relevant to comedy as a producer. see fit. And <laughs> and, uh, and I'm also on the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast uh, with T-Pain, and it's super dope. T-Pain is so dope. I get so much criticism and I actually don't look, read the comments anymore. And I'm with you, Denise, that I started to read them because you want to kind of know the temperature of the room and what you're doing and I'm down for constructive criticism, but it gets nasty. I've uh, definitely read over the years some nasty stuff that I won't even repeat. Um, And I'm lucky that I have different people that go ahead and delete it for me. Um, And right now I do have somebody that definitely does that for me. And so I appreciate that. And that they I don't even read them. I have my, even my husband, he'll read some of the comments for me and then like let me know what's kind of relevant or what might make some sense or like, hey, maybe you want to pay attention to XYZ or something because this was, you know what I mean? With the stuff that makes some sense, um, because people that actually take the time to comment, God bless them. God bless them. God bless them. But I don't comment on it. I, I just put, I don't comment on anything. You know what I mean? And the people that actually take the time to do it kind of have the time for a reason. And I don't want to, you know, make light of it. Because there are some people that actually take a very noted moment to say, like, this affected me. And they actually usually send me a DM or something. And normally it's um, something that's uh, intellectual. Whether it's agreeable or not, it's something that's well thought out. You know what I mean? But they take the time to not put it in my comments or put it in my DM. But yeah, girl, don't don't read that shit. That's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother world. And the whole thing is it's like I grew up in a world where you can yell at the T V and if you felt that bad about it, guess you write a worldly writ- a, word- a worded letter to the network or some shit. Maybe I see it. Maybe I don't. My job is not to read your comments. My job is to let you know what I'm hired to let you know. You know, for me to give out my creativity and you can yell at the fucking TV all you want, I'm still getting paid. And Canise, you keep getting paid and being great, my ma'am. You know, do your thing.
1: Thank you so much. You know what,
0: Vanessa, the fact that you're on these shows, though, I wanted to talk to you about this because I always get calls from Mr. Robinson about things you've said on the show. He's he's listening very closely. So he's like, Vanessa said this. Vanessa said I said, Vanessa. and I, I know he doesn't agree with me. I said, listen, Vanessa and I feel the same way. She's just saying some of the things, you know, the comedy scene has always been dominated by male voices on stage and off stage and backstage. And so I had to say something to someone recently about, you know, there's other there's more women.
2: There's other perspectives.
0: There's other perspectives and there's more women who have different views about what you're saying. So get used to it. They're in the room now. Now, No, he loves
2: you. But he's just like... I'm glad he loves me. Because I love him too. And I would hate the that things that he does. It's just an opinion and it comes from... like yeah, He from laughs. He's, he just wants
0: to challenge you.
2: <laughs> I, I'd be so down for it. I'm going to call him.
0: I'll tell you what. That's the reason I put this article in about Chris Rock. And his comment takes Johnny Depp's side. Comedian Chris Rock is was on stage. It's not a comment. He was doing his act. He started off his show in London, kicking off his Eagle Death Tour in the UK. It should be called Eagle Death Tour with some choice words for Amber Heard. He apparently had the audience bursting with laughter when he blasted Amber's testimony during the 50 million defamation trial against her ex-husband, Starling Jenkins III. Johnny's former executive chauffeur and security guard had conversation with Amber Heard after a a major fight had happened between her and Johnny during their rocky marriage, pertaining to the surprise she left in, well, the surprise his bed. Let's just say it. it was, she shit in fecal matter. She left shit in his bed. Mm-hmm. Now Chris took jabs and he said. I believe all women, believe all women except Amber Heard. What the fuck is she on? She's shit in his bed. She's fine, but she's not shit fine. She's shit in his bed. What the fuck is going on there? Wow. And they had a relationship after that? It must be amazing. <laughs> Pussy. I've been with some crazy bitches, but God. Now, I say he has every right to say what he wants as a comic. He's being I funny. Do He's doing mm-hmm. whatever he wants to do. But- mm-hmm. Uh, this is, uh-huh. speaks to kind of the feelings I had when he made the comment with Jada Pinkett. Hmm. I just think it that ain't... sometimes.
1: <laughs> kind of strong opinion about this. Uh, it's wow. frustrating that. A guy can have an entire PR engine behind him and then a bunch of people hopping on, and this is going to get to Chris Rock in a second, a bunch of people hopping online to be like, this is another case of women lying, da 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 But it's like, clearly something happened to this woman. And I think if people Uh are actually observing it from a more neutral perspective, like, yes, she may have shat in his bed. Yes, she may have been violent. But it was clear that he was also violent with her. So I don't think that just like, hey, haha, ha, let's make fun of her in this scenario, because, like, yeah. in the testimony that he's referring to, she does talk about like him penetrating her with a bottle and her not wanting that to happen. So, like, maybe we shouldn't just be like, haha, let's make fun of this woman who clearly is going through something and went yeah. through something. Like there are lots of things to joke about, maybe not domestic violence. That's like mm-hmm. I, I don't know,
0: totally agree with you on that one. I'm watching all the of the ways the men are responding and it tells me a lot about these men i agree Kenneth
2: that um, we shouldn't take make light of a situation that we don't quite understand even though it has to be honest it's humorous points when you're just looking at it from a like a bird's eye view and you're not really zeroing in on the facts and the things that are um, very serious about the case which is that I, mean, I think npr did a piece on it and i'm not sure which program it was on but it was just talking about the difference between like a mutual abuse type of situation where it's like, it's not like this person isn't doing something that would be deemed abuse or that this person isn't too, you know, you both might be doing some things that are harming toward the other. And, um, and right now the, the whole issue is them talking it out in a sense because he's saying the things that, that she put on him, if you will, or insinuated toward him, caused him to lose his uh, lose money in his career. And I can't say that he's necessarily wrong about that, like that. And, but her, it's on her to prove that the things that she wrote about were either about someone else because she didn't say who it was about, or that he is the person that did these things, you know, that she uh, spoke about in her uh, open letter. Um, I think it was in the, I don't know, in the New York Times. I don't know what time, but I don't know what newspapers are
0: yeah, so you're saying that she it's a defamation of character?
2: That's what they're in court for right now.
0: Oh, and he's... Oh, so, okay, because I haven't really followed the case.
2: Like Oh, and I, and I really pray that I'm correct. But um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, it's about half and listening. It's about defamation of character at this point because he's saying, like, at first, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, when she made this open letter in this um, newspaper or whatever that you're that's who she was married to. And that was recently divorced from or whatever. And so he lost a lot of business, the Pirates of the Caribbean thing and a bunch of other movies and so forth, because, you know, people are assuming that he beats women and does, you know, terrible
1: things. Is that what you're, how, what you're getting, canice or? I sort of, so I, I know that like, in order to, because I think he's not just suing her for death, like, it's a part of, like, a longer thing where it's, like, to say that the newspapers committed, what is it, libel, uh, they have to prove first that he didn't beat her. So this is the case that should like, where he's trying to prove that he didn't do it. So then he can go on once, if he wins this, he can go on and then sue the newspapers and get money there too. Uh, this is insensitive. I, I I recognize what I'm about to say is insensitive. Yeah, he was talking about how many uh, roles he lost, but he became famous as like a heartthrob. And I'm going to say he's aged out of heartthrob. And that's not Amber Heard's fault. Like he, if I don't know if you guys have seen like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Crimes of Grindelwald. He wasn't doing good work there. So I don't like I don't think he can just put the blame on her that he's not making the amount of money he used to make when he was like one of the hottest guys and 30 years old. Like times also change. Does that make sense? Ageism? You're saying he's blaming her for the ageism? That's that's in this business. <laughs>
2: you know, old white men keep on working, and there were certain franchises that were, you know what I mean. They already were set to continue on, like the Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. And so, I think that that's where he's saying, like, hey, man, they they canceled this for me. There were certain things that were already in the works that um, were canceled, and I think that's more so what he's suing about. You know, um, having caught, uh, you know, kept a close eye on the on the uh, whole trial. But I have seen a few things, and to be honest with you, unfortunately, um, they do um, lean toward the comical, and I'm not saying that on anybody's end, on both her and his side. Like, you know what I mean? The certain things that they're doing um, are not, um, I don't think, everyday court uh, uh, occurrences, or what have you. Um, as far as what uh, is going on with her, she's the one that has to prove that he did these things. You know what I'm saying? He's saying that, you know what I mean, because of the, this open letter that you did up to the newspaper and, uh, and it's making it seem as if it's me that did these things to you, it's up to you to prove that this happened or else you made me lose certain money because of your uh, accusations.
0: You know what's interesting to me is that everyone is actually, every man I know, is watching this case very closely, I think, for the Me Too argument, so that Me Too goes away. Like, they are—they're like, maybe now not all women can be believed. I feel their enthusiasm with this case leaning in that direction. I
1: get that. I just—I've seen way too many men excited to be like, ah, ha-ha, fuck this bitch. Like, calm down. <laughs> like— you're not going to make any money from this. So like, calm down. Like, I don't know. It just seems real gross.
0: It is hard to get the image of her pooping in the bed out of my mind. I'm going to be honest, but I mean, you're right about the mental illness part. Like, obviously there's something not right going on with her. And like, I watched a little bit of the case this morning before I logged on And she's talking about her makeup and the day that she filed a restraining order against him. She has like a bruise on her face, but they're trying to establish that it's like a like a mosquito bite or a pimple, not an abuse, you know, which they have to do, you know. But, you know, you watch her and you can see there's not there's something going on with her. That's it's a lot bigger issue. And it could be from her relationship with him. Who knows? I don't know. I'll tell you what I don't do as I don't watch these cases like I don't study them it's not my business to study every single part of a case because this time is so difficult that you got to manage your you know your emotional state I don't know about you but I like I watched the news for the show but I've
1: started to turn the news off a little bit more each day it, it's so hard to be, like, mentally healthy, like, really take care of yourself, allow yourself moments of happiness when, yeah, if you follow the news, it's like, hey, everything's bad, um, potentially getting worse, fear for your life. <laughs> it's just this constant onslaught. Now, I'm going to move on to <laughs> while, we're, while we're doing
0: the news. <laughs> um, Kevin Samuels, who I didn't know anything about, thank God, speaking of not paying attention to people— uh, he was a polarizing YouTube personality who passed away at 57. Now, anyone who passes away, obviously, you know, my condolences to his family. Um, uh, and it's 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 always sad, but the way he passed is sort of ironic right uh he recently passed at 53 had risen to social media fame for his youtube show on the show he would discuss controversial relationship and dating advice offering highly critical remarks about women many of whom were black determining their value based on their appearance age income and number of children when news circulated around his death many people had mixed reactions a lot of black men saw samuel as a hero since he was able to say things to women men weren't saying. However, the majority of black women saw his viral comments as sexist towards women, stereotypical of men, and perpetuating a long-held divide between black men and black women. Some of his recent videos are titled Women Should Let Men Use Them. Narcissistic modern women are driving men
1: insane and are... (laughs) okay <laughs> yeah go ahead go ahead Canuse. uh wow i just it, were you familiar with him i was not familiar with him i saw a bunch of things online about that man and this and that and the other and so i started looking into it a little bit i just i don't know what universe these people live in where women who are average looking are not told that every single day <laughs> like i just where he's where it's like how do I? I'm try, i'm trying to figure out the best way to say this but it is very frustrating they're like Hey, someone needs to tell the truth to these women who are too uppity versus like society at large being like, Hey, you should always feel bad about yourself. Just so you know, uh, there's always hotter women than you and you should compare yourself constantly and always find yourself wanting. And by the way, men have so many other options. Like, I don't know if this is like new. I don't like, I'm not a fan of this man, but for men to be like, he's saying something no one else is saying. I was like, I feel like a lot of people are saying that.
2: Yeah. And I think that um, for me, I used to watch it on a kind of a um, uh, very outsider's view. I maybe saw maybe four videos and they weren't all black women. I think one was a guy, one was a black guy, um, one was a group of uh, a mixed group of women, maybe some white Hispanic, that kind of thing. And it was like um, on the surface level where it's like saying like, hey, you're saying you want this kind of guy, but what type of woman are you or what kind of guy are you what are you providing to say that you want this kind of thing this that kind of outcome you know what i mean and sometimes for me you know because i was looking at it on a very surface level um and and barely was exposed to it i thought where oh he's just like trying to uncloud people's mirrors you know what i mean where sometimes people have this mirror vision of themselves and it's like i get confidence but like you're kind of like, I don't think you see this for what this is. <laughs> and, you're actually not getting the, and you're actually not getting the results that you want. And so if you're asking me to help you get the results that you want, let me help unfog your mirror. And that's what I looked at it at. But as I um, began to listen to other um, friends, family, colleagues. And they used to, expo- and they were exposing me to different things that he was saying, and how deep it got, and where it was like you're just at this point trying to make money off of it even more so, even if it was the thing of let me say this fucked up shit while people are listening, and then um, let me invite you to pay for a private session. I actually tell you things that'll help you. You know what I mean? However, it was that you were marketing it, you were actually exploiting the situation in the end, and for that, you know, people didn't feel bad when he at his demise.
0: This idea of of a woman being alone, too. is like, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I love
2: well, it. Well, the people that were calling definitely weren't speaking in it in pride. They they, they weren't like stepping ba- into it. Yeah, they weren't stepping into it like, yeah, I'm single, babe, and I absolutely love it. And I just wanted to call back to the other ladies and just say, you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. They were calling, trying to get an answer as to why they, they didn't want to be in the situation they were in, apparently.
0: I always find it fascinating that we listen to men at all. I mean, I like, I I just I stopped I stopped from the moment I was twelve years old in a church, and the preacher was a hell's angel preacher, and then he said some racist stuff during the sermon, and I remember in the beginning I would go, and his singing lulled me in like a (laughs) pied piper. And then I heard him make some comments and my uncle and my aunt who I used to go to church with, they were black and white interracial relationship. And he was making these comments about how that was a sin. We were sitting right there. I was like, is anyone going to like, is anyone (laughs) uncomfortable with this comment? I I don't know. Um, He's talking about (laughs) y'all. And you still go? So I stopped going and I had gotten baptized there too because I was so, because you know, I always find people who have comments like that are very good at drawing you in and and very good at keeping you there. But as a child at 12 years old, that was the beginning of me saying, I don't think I'll be listening to any man who is up there talking and telling me what to do. So. Maybe I am a lesbian.
1: <laughs> you don't you don't eat women out. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I may start. <laughs> I tried I it. once. Married,
2: so.
1: You tried it once. Yeah, I realized it wasn't for me. And then I was like, okay, well, now I know for a fact that I'm very straight. I can't pick another side because uh, this isn't, this is not for me.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I blurred lines there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I made it a very solid decision when I got married to my husband and he made the choice for me.
0: So what happened was he was on the, on the scene, what happened to him they performed CPR on him and he was unresponsive on the floor of his apartment. He was identified. um, And it happened to be that the woman stated that she met him last night, came to his apartment, spent the night with him and also said that early morning complained of chest pains and she attempted to help him, but he fell on top of her and proceeded to notify. So, you know, at the heart of the matter, just kind of a weird way to go into that <laughs> um, you know what he talked about is that both black men and women need to be loved or want to be loved mm-hmm. now which is kind of ironic in how he passed now vivica fox said this i hope this is teaching folks a lesson about the karma you put out the negativity you put out in the world that when karma comes knocking yeah. at your door she might not be she might not be so kind. So the fact that he killed over real quick and was supposed supposedly with a woman that we don't yet know the nationality, nationality.
2: Rest in peace. I mean, I hear her. I hear her. You know what I mean? But like, that's a bit. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Excuse me. You know, man, I don't think I'm that. I'm, I'm not that best in it to be making comments. Mm. Blood, I guess.
1: A lot of people drop dead, and I it always kind of frustrates me when people are like, "Well, when one of them does it, it's like, oh, this is karma." It's like I don't know. I really liked my aunt. Like, no, my aunt's not dead, but right. Like,
2: <laughs> but like, I get what you're saying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have a
2: friend just now that did that. I had a friend just now that did from an aneurysm or whatever. You know what did he do? You know what I mean? Man, so just come on, dude. I don't like those types of comments. To be honest, you know what I mean. He has a family. Gets to the cares about him. There's a lot of people that take advantage of um, a situation where you see you can make money. You know what I mean? Where you can see you can really um, go viral, as people say, and really turn a coin. There's plenty of people that do things that are questionable, if you will. And people talk about all the pain that he brought people. You don't know what he was else he was doing. And so, and not even saying so what, but I'm just saying that there are others that um, benefit off of people's uh, insecurities as well.
0: It did happen during the pandemic, however, that karma was happening all over the place when people were telling people that COVID didn't exist. And then three days later, they got COVID and died. That was like a crazy thing that was happening. Like that was I felt it was very biblical what was happening in the very Beginning stages of this, not to like say that I judged people who died from COVID at all. I'm just saying that there were certain people who were in the media who were putting out really bad false information and then dying. And it was like, whoa, I feel like we're living in biblical times and we're seeing like the consequences of someone's actions in
1: real time happening like swiftly. That seems pretty direct though. Like they, said bad things about covid they didn't follow the guidelines or the recommendations and then they caught covid that seems like a much more direct line than this guy said mean things about black women and then died of an aneurysm I'm like Bleh. i think those feel very separate
0: well if the, unless it was a black woman on top of him i mean that's the only thing <laughs> uh, anyway the uh moving on to in WNBPA signs on to petition calling for Brittany Griner's swift and safe return from Russia. I have been saying this every week on the show. We have to make sure she gets returned. Now, I do hope that our efforts aren't messing up her situation. You know, sometimes the media and the promotion of a story can mess with a trial and it can mess with her release. This is facts, right? But... This says the WNBA Players Association has joined an already established change.org petition, which I signed today and tweeted out. So if you want to sign that petition, just go to change.org in demanding lawmakers prioritize Brittany Griner's safe return home. In the petition, it states pay inequity has led to Brittany Griner's wrongful detention in Russia. Therefore, Brittany's detention must be resolved out of respect for the safety of all athletes traveling to compete internationally and the sanctity of sport.
1: What say you, Kanice? Have you been following the story? Uh, just, um, not a ton, but release her. <laughs> like, I, I feel like if, If a country that we were almost in, like, a proxy war with had, like, a blonde white athlete, (laughs) like, I don't think there would be this kind of, like, oh, well, there's nothing we can do. I guess we'll just have to wait for Russia or something. Like, it just feels very inactive, and it doesn't feel like it's – I mean, maybe I'm wrong because I'm not following it as closely, so I could be speaking – wild tales but I do think that there would be a bigger deal made of it if it wasn't a black female athlete Is that- I don't
0: think you have to follow it closely for that fact to be act- okay. <laughs> actually very true you know that if it was a white blonde I mean they are swapping out people there in Russia prisoners white prisoners they just recently you know traded a white guy who was very sick that needed to come home you know I'm not saying that one needs to come home more than the other but it was it made news in the very week that we've been following this story and i'm like you can't have one story without telling the other you know i don't know you're right i mean i think it's a complicated issue in the sense that it's russia and it's there's a war going on right now and um they do have people they do want to swap out for they want someone they want to trade prisoners so it is complicated, but you know, the way the news covers it in the United States is not complicated. So that's how I feel
2: about it. But go is ahead. there a possibility that she's worth more chips? Is there a possibility anywhere in that, you know, just because of her popularity here in the United States and so forth, that maybe they're holding her even longer for more bargaining because she's, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean by that? Like, I'm saying that in a way of, we were saying it like, you know, um, you're devaluing her. And not this, what the fuck does this mean? Well, no, maybe it's just that she has so much value that they want to keep her. Who gives a fuck why they want to keep her? Let's let her go. I get that. But I'm just saying that. Is there a space to say that, look, she's a national athlete. You know, she's very well known, much more than anyone else that might be, you know what I mean, um, taken at this point. And so let's just hold her to see what else we can get for this shit, you know, before it all blows, you know, whatever, whatever. We caught her on some like weird, you know, hemp shit, you know, or whatever the hell they caught her on, you know, and, and, you know.
0: Well, that was the argument for why they said they weren't doing the stories is because they said the more stories that you make of her,
2: the more you're putting value to her. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So Mm -hmm. there is that too.
2: Mm So there's that magic you don't want. We'll see, though. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to be a dick about it. Uh, yeah, it. no,
0: I know. I know, but I err on. I still think that America slights black women most of the time. So, but yes, it is an interesting story for that reason, though. what
2: mm-hmm. you say?
0: what you choose? I'm about to eat Same. some macaroni. Is that macaroni? I'm not going to eat
2: anymore. It's chicken salad. Stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. Don't you eat anymore. You know how
0: hungry I am. I ate before. Okay, let's talk about Roe versus Wade. Black women in the oh, South have been bracing wow. for Roe's <laughs> fall.
2: It's a heavy morning. I'm oh, sorry. God. We'll this tight, this okay, we well, won't we'll talk about it. Let's talk about Stevie Wonder. receives. No, do it. Well, we'll go let's with Stevie away. Wonder. Something. No, positive. let's go with Roe versus Wade and come out with it. Let's get all this sad shit. Well, out how of the are, way. You feel, are you feeling? How are you feeling
0: me? with Roe versus? Like, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I'm glad I'm 42
2: <laughs> and I'm married <laughs> yeah. and I'm not really that worried about it. You know what I mean? But if I'm just gonna put the the shit on the table there, I don't know if my husband would want me to say. But I've had a, a portion not that long ago. I had to have a pill. You know what I mean? Because we didn't want any more kids. You know what I'm saying or whatever. So it's not something that that I meant that I that misses me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I wanted to have that decision. I wanted that choice. You know what I'm saying? As well as knowing what my last pregnancy was like, and so forth and so on. So, I think that um, I'm at a point that I will fight for others. You know what I'm saying? But I am lucky that I'm really not in that space that it affects me in such a drastic way. You know what I mean? Because even if I were to have a child or something like that, I am in a financial position to be able to um, take care of things if my thing is about the health of the child and so forth and so on. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's very uh, upsetting. And as some have said, there's other uh, measures that one can take as far as, like, hey, let's, um, somebody sent a tweet about, uh, men getting hysterect unless I must have called us, so I'm so vasectomy. sorry. Vasectomy. Yeah, the thank you, baby Can You're so <laughs> smart. Thank you, baby.
1: Men getting vasectomies <laughs> until
2: they're of a certain age to be able to afford and take care and be of the mental state. And then because they're reversible, then you can reverse your vasectomy. But why are you putting it on the women and telling us what we gotta do when there's something that you guys can do to um to, to help the situation?
1: Dissectomies are easy. Yeah, get a fucking vasectomy. And also in a country where the maternal mortality rate for black women is double what it is for white women. Uh, I'm I'm 36 uh, and I have a wonky uterus. I don't know if I was going to get pregnant anyway, but it does seem real fucked up to me. And it's like, hey, as black women specifically, this may be a death sentence for you. So good luck. Mm -hmm. And we're going to force you to do it. That it's Mm -hmm. I really don't like it a lot of women have abortions for
0: reasons like uh, my sister has lupus and she can't have children. And if she were to get pregnant, she has to have an abortion so that she does not die. So that's the problem. And these are going to affect women who are poor, you know, of color who have just all, it says black people make up about 38 where this is happening is in Mississippi, Right. Um, black people make up about 38% of Mississippi's population, according to recent census data, but they account for 74% of abortions in the state of t- in 2019, according to the nonpartisan Kaiser Family Foundation. Alabama's figures are similar, with black people accounting for about 27% of the state's population, but 62% of the abortions. Now, this is that this goes with what just happened with that replacement theory. This guy's like, they keep saying there's a theory out there that the reason they're fighting for this so hard is because they're saying white women aren't having white babies anymore. Do you believe that? No,
2: that's just not my concern. I didn't mean to sound callous, but I was saying one. Yes. I'm in the, I see plenty of pregnant white women when I'm walking around, but that's not to be that ignorant of me to say, but I'm you know, being funny. But, um, I don't I don't I, I don't know you know what I mean but that's not a reason to um, to do this you know what I'm saying there's plenty it's a theory of women. that's out there that I don't where where's the where's the fact behind that theory you know what I mean like again I I uh, I have plenty of, I don't know I haven't seen a lack of women especially my uh, white girlfriends or white people that I'm around or again in the supermarket I've seen pregnant white people I've seen pregnant people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to
1: say. The, the about- people fighting for this, it's, it's, the dudes that are saying, like, white women aren't having enough babies, I don't know a lot of white women who are saying that necessarily. But it's like, I don't know, maybe get a better personality and woo a white woman and make babies with her. I feel like you're you you're, you're not desirable. Like, not all white dudes aren't desirable. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, the people who are complaining the most about this, the ones who are like, we should take what we—like, this is what needs to happen so that white women have more babies. I don't know. Date them? <laughs> I don't know. Like— this is, this is, you could do something about this, but you're like, instead you're like, let's limit women's choices instead of creating happy, healthy families of our own. Like, okay, go do that then. Like, I'm not stopping you from doing that. Does that make yeah, but it's it's part of this uh of what just you,
2: happened we sound it. the same kind of confused. We sound the same <laughs> kind of confused. Well it's all
0: interconnected means. to a very serious issue. Abortion is connected to this guy who just did the shooting uh, on Saturday. 18-year-old Peyton Gendron parked his car in front of the entrance to Topps Supermarket in a black neighborhood in Buffalo, New York, exiting the car wearing metal armor holding an assault rifle, and he shot and killed a female employee in front of the store, a man packing groceries into the trunk of his car. After entering the store, he murdered the store's guard, and by the end, his kill- killing spree, he had shot 13 people, killing 10 of them, and 11 were black, 2 were white. Gendron intended to kill as many as black people as possible, and he also planned and live-streamed the massacre. So, and he has this, um, was motivated by a classic version of what's called white replacement Theory: the view that political faction of global elites are trying to destroy white nations via the systematic replacement of white populations. He explicitly states in his anti-black and anti-Semitic beliefs in regards to IQ and crime. So um, he says, white replacement theory is not just an attack on minorities. And the reason for black genocide, it is a weapon directed by fascists. So, like, the reason this is important, obviously, is we got people like Tucker Carlson on Fox News spouting a lot of these issues. And, you know, no one's being held accountable. Like I just said, like, where are we where is our social media platforms protecting black lives? I mean, I just really feel like there needs to be something done. I, I do a dance video. And I have a little bit of music in the background, a house music track, maybe just a little second of it that is recognized, and they take it down and they block it.
1: Okay, Tucker Carlson has a national like platform, but we are firing teachers for mentioning that critical race theory exists. And it's not even critical race theory that they're really mad at. It's truly anything that s- smacks of equality or representation for people that aren't white. They're like, oh, we can fire you about this. But this man can get up here and say that every black person is part of a global conspiracy <laughs> to eliminate the whites. And that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> like the anger that is bubbling inside of me right now is something that I've been actively trying to repress press for the last four days and it is infuriating and it's back
0: okay now before we go because i think that was really great and vanessa just hang on for a second but i know kenese has to leave Canise, can you tell our listeners
1: because um you are doing so many great things tell our listeners where they can find you at- you guys can find me at kenese mobley on all the platforms my website is kenese i had to move because of the netflix thing my recording date for my album is now July 22nd. So if you live in New York, please come to Union Hall because if I don't sell any tickets, it's going to be real embarrassing. And with friends like us, uh, you can temporarily uh, hold back the rage that is boiling inside of you and transform it into productive action.
0: Yes! Thank you. Thank you. Kanae is awesome. Look at her. She's frozen. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us
2: today. Oh, it's such a pleasure.
0: It's always fun with you. I'm just waiting for you to be the hugest star, and you know that. You know how much I support you, and I
2: love you. I thank you and that support. Um, It does not go... um Unnoticed and, and, and um, un- un- unappreciated how I, I want to say so many other words, but um, thank you so much and, and I work hard for you.
0: And I know today is a tough day, but it's always good it to see is. you.
2: It is. I'm praying for Marcus Combs' family right now. Um, Comedian Marcus Combs. He's on Death Comedy Jam. So it's Bad Boys of Comedies from Chicago, Illinois. Um, just a really great guy. Really funny guy. He graduated from Harper High School. He both graduated from the same high school. Anyway, he passed away um, last night. And um, or this morning, I don't know how to say all that. You know, it's just a lot to deal with. And uh,
0: well, you know, I pray for his family, and it's you know, I'm thankful that you let people
2: know about him. Very funny comedian and a kind person, mm-hmm. and a great cook. <laughs> you can find me at Vanessa Fraction. That's b-a-n-e-s-s-a-f-r-a-c-t-i-o-n just like math. Um, you can find me at VanessaFraction.com. You can listen to me on YouTube at. Um, on my YouTube page, but a Fraction, you know, all that great stuff. Or you can find me on the Comedy High News Show. I'm an analyst talking about things, comedy and other stuff. It's great. Um, as well as I'm on the Nappy Boy Radio Podcast um, with T-Pain. T-Pain is the host. I'm one of the co-hosts with the wonderful Pip and I'm a, a, a wonderful array of great folks. So check us out on YouTube. And my um, thanks to Maria Franklin for having me on Friends Like Us. And with Friends Like Us, with friends like us, you can take pauses and reset and come back and be able to reflect on, um, on uh, things that happen in this life, be able to talk with friends that understand and be able to also be emotional and take time for yourself as well. So I appreciate friends like us.
0: Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much, Vanessa. Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And with friends like us, you can have some really good friends to share some really tough topics with. And still, it puts a smile on your face and adds a little hope sprinkled in. Check us out!